0: You're listening to the Up in Your Business podcast, episode 038. On this show, we talk about building automatic habits, quantum physics, and the science of happiness. And that sentence alone just makes me feel smarter.
1: Quit worrying about losing 100 pounds, making a million dollars, running a marathon, becoming a movie star, getting six-pack abs. You don't need any of that stuff. You just need to be exactly who you are, better. <laughs> Welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast, building you to do business better. This show is about intention, transparency, and insights from business professionals sharing their personal business. Discover what they've learned the hard way so you don't have to. Empowering a new breed of self-aware leadership. Here's your host, Angus Nelson.
0: Hello, hello, welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Angus Nelson. If this is your first time visiting, it's so great to have you here. Well, welcome, welcome, everyone. Uh, I have had one heck of a week. I've started something new, um, not necessarily uh, pertaining to this show or my day job, but rather expanding my influence to other podcasters. I've been doing some interviews for a number of different shows, trying to uh, twofold. One is kind of get some name out there for what I'm doing and what I'm about. And I've got some new products, obviously, that I'm working on that I think are going to be of interest to people. In addition, the second reason is I'm learning how other podcasters do their show. Everything from show prep to how they welcome me to uh, the information they provide me before I come onto their shows to kind of bring me up to speed and learn about who they are And the audience they serve. And that's been really enlightening to me. So I'm hoping to be able to implement some of those same techniques into how I can be more effective in what I do. And I share that with you because I want to encourage you to do the same. Many times it's so easy to get stuck in the same rut and routine uh, that we do for our jobs and our normal everyday uh, habits. And I want to encourage you to perhaps find out how other people in your industry are doing what they do. Or even more importantly, maybe look at other industries. Because sometimes we're we're looking up the same mountain, but just from a different perspective. And if we have the humility to expose ourselves to how someone else might do something well then that's when revelation comes and that's where you can perceive something that may be of value to you and may help you be more successful or more efficient. So that's my little nugget for you today, my little lesson learned over the last week. And like I said, it's been busy, busy, but I'm loving every minute of it. Um, In addition, I want to tell you that I'm working on an e-learning course, helping people with networking, and that's been a hot topic ever since I did uh, my... Um, podcast on that. I forget which episode number it was, but uh, maybe I'll put that in the notes. But uh, in addition, I created an ebook uh, to help people that was kind of based off of that recording. You can find that simply by going to angusnelson.com forward slash networking. If you struggle with meeting people or going to events or exposing yourself to a mass amounts of people It's been said that there's 65% of Americans who classify themselves as introverts. I don't know what that's globally, um, but I do know that the majority of people do have a challenge when it comes to putting themselves out there. And I think this book will help you. Um, I've titled it uh, Networking with Effectiveness and Credibility. So you don't have to be a schmooze. You don't have to be a kiss-up. You get to be yourself. And more importantly and most importantly... You get to add value to other people. So I encourage you to go check that out if you haven't already. So let's get on to today. We are talking with an entrepreneur, speaker, and number one best-selling author of Better, Self-Help for the Rest of Us. It's really funny. It's snarky. He's a bit of a smartass um, and cheeky. um, And yet at the same time, super smart. And that's an essence of personal development that... I really appreciate when I read this book. Um, Our guest, he writes and speaks on the power of habit and focus. He helps salespeople and entrepreneurs build better lives and better careers. One minor adjustment, one focused action, and one better habit at a time. And I think you're going to get some insight into a lot of that as we listen today. Our guest, his name is Terry Lancaster. He's a good friend, and I really enjoy him. I think you will, too. Let's jump into that interview right now. Welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast, building you to do business better. And speaking of better, we are talking to Terry Lancaster. And uh, the reason why I say speaking of better is because he just wrote a book called Better, Self-Help Made for the Rest of Us. How are you doing and what is the most fantastic thing you've done in the last seven days?
1: Oh, I am doing fantastic. And the best thing I've done in the last seven days, I actually did a... The Walk to Cure Arthritis on Sunday down at Centennial Park here in Nashville, about 30 members of my family got together and we walked. Uh, all to, we raised about $3,500 because my, my niece has juvenile arthritis. We raised about $3,500 for, for mm. to donate to the Arthritis Foundation, but altogether, the Arthritis Foundation raised $180,000 And I was extremely proud of my family. I got many members of my family who walking a mile around Centennial Park was a pretty big deal for them. So uh, they they made it around good on all of us. So that was that was was a pretty neat experience. I enjoyed that much.
0: I love that. So tell me this. um, You have been exercising a lot recently. How many days has it been in a row you've been running?
1: I'd will have to. i have to sit down and do the math, but at the, somewhere in the neighborhood of 535 days in a row, the last 535 days, I've carried my carcass outside on the street and ran at least a mile, sometimes two every once in a while, three, but most importantly, every single day. Rain or shine, hell or high water, I ran in the rain, I ran in the snow, I ran when there was an inch thick of ice on the road and it was almost like skating around the block. But uh, but uh, the discipline that I've gotten from that has been just tremendous. Getting out, getting out there, making myself do something every day, and uh, I, I I I never would have thought this, you know, a year or two ago before I got started. But I I'm such a believer in regular exercise. Now I tell people that 20 minutes of exercise every day would put the U.S. healthcare industry out of business. The, all all the healthcare expenses that we have would be cut, I think, in half, 25, 30. 40, 50% if everyone would just run a mile a day, 20 minutes of exercise.
0: And I'm kind of on that quest right now. I've been out of shape for a little while and my wife and I just got back on the wagon. Yeah. So now we're eating better and we've been doing yeah. these, like it's every day is a different thing. I think it's called the 21 day fix. Oh my yeah. gosh, I did cardio last night, it kicked <laughs> my butt. And so that's that's something you know that you touch in your book and I, I wanna kind of dive into that. Um, yeah. And I said before we started the call that, Terry, I I felt like uh, you've been sandbagging on our friendship. We just met um, just a couple months ago, and uh, we've had the chance to have breakfast together, and then we went and had a a little Starbucks together. And um, you gave me a copy of your book, and the copy – First of all, the cover is fantastic. Um, (laughs) It's got this bare-chested dude with his swimming. I wish I I had a copy of the book here to show everyone. And uh, I have it right here. There we go. And uh, so and uh, I'm going to have to include it in the show notes because it's just classic. (laughs) Um, But the thing about it is it's self-help for the rest of us. Can you share where the motivation came for all that? Well, the
1: thing is I – and the book, that's the best $5 I ever spent, the stock photo to get that guy. And he's a—he's an overweight guy, and he's not the best-looking guy. He's bald. He's hairy. He's got the big belly. But he's standing on a beach with his chest puffed out, and he is just proud. He is completely comfortable in his own skin. And when I saw that picture, I said, man, that is exactly what I got to have because that's the, that's the image that I, I want to get in there. When I started this, uh, you know, someone had told me when I was just getting started on this that I needed to write a book. And I kind of laughed and threw it off and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a book that says uh, how to uh, lose 100 pounds and make a million dollars. Just first, got to lose 100 pounds and make a million dollars.
0: Right. <laughs> and, and
1: I haven't done either one of those things. But you go on Amazon, you go to Barnes & Noble, that's all the books. And they've got beautiful people on the cover. And you go, you go get the exercise uh, DVDs or you download them from iTunes, and they've all got beautiful people on there. And it seems like all the self-help stuff is made for the beautiful people. And they don't need the help. Who needs the help is the fat guy sitting on the couch. And that's who I was four years ago. I was the fat guy sitting on the couch. So I wanted to do something that I would read. And the whole premise of the book is quit worrying about losing 100 pounds, making a million dollars, running a marathon, becoming a movie star, getting six-pack abs. You don't need any of that stuff. You just need to be exactly who you are better. And the way you get better is one step at a time. Go out and take... A walk around the block. And when you can walk two uh, two blocks, do that. And when you can walk a mile, walk a mile. When you can run a mile, run a mile and do it again tomorrow until you've done at 530 some odd days in a row. And that's, you know, you don't, it's about quit, not striving for perfection and just being exactly who you are, only better.
0: Mm. And for you, how did, you know, if we were to back up and kind of reverse engineer yourself a little, how did you... Start to make yourself better.
1: Well, I uh, I had the, the the big boy word is epiphany. I had an epiphany about four years ago, and um, I was working at uh, I was bartending. I was bartending down at the Bridgestone, and I was bartending to raise funds for my daughter's the the for the for the high school band. And business wasn't going great, so I was bartending on the side, and I was doing this. I wasn't a bartender by trade. And it was a Garth Brooks concert. And I was working with a friend from England, and she had only recently moved to the States. She had no idea who Garth Brooks was. And he's doing 12 sold-out shows. And I'm trying to explain to her the phenomenon that was Garth Brooks, that he sold more records than Jesus, Gandhi, the Beatles, <laughs> Elvis <laughs> combined. You know, in, 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 in 1980s America, he was at um, all. And right. she, 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 he wasn't ringing a clue. And she said, is he in country music? I said, yeah, it's country music. And she said well, how old is he? And I said, just, you know, just threw it out there. I said, well, he's, you know, he's, he's like our age. He's like 50 at the time. I think I was 47 years old. And when I said like 50, it was like someone had hauled off and kicked me between the legs. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I could just feel, I could feel it shuddering up in my stomach and I kind of paused and all the blood ran from my face and she even noticed what's wrong. And it just occurred to me that I'm going to be like 50. And I started going through in my head, all the stuff that was wrong with my life. I was broke, I was a half a biscuit shy of three hundred pounds. I couldn't run to the mailbox without stopping to catch my breath, and so in that moment, that had the epiphany that I had to make some changes. And I started trying to make some changes, but like everyone else, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna run a marathon. I'm, I'm I, you know I got some DVDs. I got these boot camp DVDs. I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything. I'm turning this ship around. You know, we, we got to get busy. And I was doing some. Um, I was doing some. Uh, I had a boot camp DVD. And I'm down in my basement trying to do, uh, what are they, like a burpees. That's what they are, burpees. Yeah. So I'm I hate watching, those. These, I I'm hate watching those. these 25-year-old you know, Marines and, and girls in bikinis, and they're all in perfect shape, and they're telling me i got to do 50 burpees. And I'm, 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 I'm trying to do it, and I'm 300 pounds. I, you know, I can't walk up the stairs without stopping to catch my breath. And I'm trying to do burpees in the basement, and I ended up tearing my groin because mm-hmm. I was trying to be something that I wasn't. So then I was just just all depressed and um, and, and, and eventually I, 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 I said I can't stop and eventually I started well I'm just going to going to walk and uh, I, if, if nothing else I'm going to walk and it just one thing led to another and I started blogging about it I, I started a little blog and I didn't even tell anyone you know what I was writing about or you know the, I wasn't sharing the blog and eventually the I went back after a couple of years, I went back and look, I didn't have the idea of being better from the get-go, but when I, when I looked back at what I was doing and at, at the end of a couple of years, I'd lost 60 pounds and I had quit drinking and uh, my business was doing better. And I said, well, what, what's, what's the common themes in all these little 500 word blog posts that I've got there. And I looked back and I said, oh, well, the, the common theme is incremental improvement, mm-hmm. you know, that you can't worry about what's over here. You got to worry about what's here. And, and so, so much, uh, the, the book is listed on, on Amazon in the motivational category because there's not really a category, but motivation is all about losing a hundred pounds and making a million dollars because people set up these big goals to motivate themselves or to, to drive them. I'm going to do what it takes to get here. Mm-hmm. But motivation, I've done the research and motivation is a depletable asset. The more you use it, the less you have. And it always runs out at the exact moment you need it most because that's the moment you just ran out of motivation. And so what I've, what I've keyed on and what the book is about and what I talk about now I'm doing all these podcasts everywhere is to quit trying to motivate yourself to get over here and just take one step from where you are and start building the habits that are going to take you there. Because once you get the ball rolling, momentum gets going. You, 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 you get rolling downhill. You just kind of get there automatically. If, but if you're, if you're trying to lose 100 pounds and make a million dollars, every morning that you woke up and you haven't lost a hundred pounds or a million dollars, you're a loser. You're Mm. a failure. This is, you know, Oh man, I haven't lost a hundred pounds and made a million dollars. And then you get frustrated and you go back to the couch and you start eating more Cheetos and you, you watch the marathon episode of NCIS because you know, that's just the easy thing to do. But if your incentive is to go run one mile today, then you go run one mile and, and, and that's a little win and all these tiny wins Start to add up, and uh, and and take you to where you wanted to be in the first place.
0: I remember you said something in the book too that it was um, what was the word auto automaticity. Yeah, automaticity.
1: Yeah, I had I had to look that word up the first first time I heard it. I've got a degree in English, and I never heard of this word. And and it's still hard to work it into everyday sentences, but automaticity. It's the ability to achieve things, the ability to make things happen without the upper level thinking required to do so as if by habit or routine. So that's, you know, that's when you start, when things start happening automatically and you don't have to make yourself go run a mile and you don't have to make yourself eat a banana instead of, uh, instead of a Snickers bar. You know, when, when things just start happening automatically and it's much easier for things to happen automatically and for you to fight yourself and find the willpower and find the motivation to do all these big things when you can just kind of tweak things and let them start happening.
0: Yeah, and I remember you saying like, just doing one push-up after you pour yourself a cup of coffee.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 my other thing. I do. I run. I run a mile every day, and every morning when I make a cup of coffee, I do a two minute plank. Uh, so I, I, I do a two minute plank there in the middle of the kitchen floor. So you know, I'm not setting the world on fire with exercise, but I'm getting more exercise than. Seventy-five percent of the American population, because I run a mile every day, I do a two-minute plank every day, do a couple of push-ups every day. You know, just just at various points throughout the day, I just work these little things in into my life. You know, since they're not, since I'm not trying to go to the gym, you know, I I don't have to drive to the gym, and I don't have to put on shoes, and I don't have to 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 go over there and and devote an hour and a half of my life to this. And when you when you when things become an ordeal, your brain's going to look for reasons not to do it. Well, it's raining today. Well, you know, I got to drive all the way over. And and but if, it, if you make things so easy that you can't not do them, that it's impossible to fail, mm. then they just fall into place
0: automatically. So that quest that we have is that I'm not good enough because I'm XYZ because I'm overweight, I right. you know, not rich, I'm not whatever. You said something about um, stop telling yourself, "I'll be happy when," yeah, or "I'll be uh, happy if," um, yeah, like the, uh, that mindset.
1: Yeah, it's and it and, and it's pervasive. We all have the imposter syndrome, and we we don't think we're good enough, and uh, and we go on on Facebook and we you know we compare ourselves to everyone else's highlight reels everyone just got a promotion everyone has beautiful kids Every, everyone's going on these grand vacations and you watch TV commercials and they're all beautiful people and everyone on TV has a perfect family and we compare that to our actual lives and we don't think we're good enough and the, the best thing I ever read this book there's a book that changed my life literally it's called stumbling on happiness it's by Harvard psychologist Daniel Gilbert and he lays out the exact the exact mechanism by which happiness occurs. And it says over and over again, and I've researched it, I've read everything about it, happiness is not an external function. Happiness is not dependent on what's out there. You don't get happy by achieving this or by acquiring that. You become happy when you decide you're going to be happy and you're going to quit pursuing all this and all that. And you decide that you're good enough, that you're perfect exactly the way you are, you can be better. Why not be better? It's your job to be better. But you're you're perfect just the way you are. Every every everyone is. So happiness is a completely internal function, and it's a mindset, and you just have to tell yourself to quit not being happy. And so uh,
0: okay, so if somebody's listening to this, and they're not happy. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Maybe you have a low self worth. Maybe you're in a trial of some sort. Maybe. Yeah you're in the middle of separation or divorce maybe your loss of job how do you help someone change that script that in the midst of something that might be painful or difficult to reconnect with happy
1: well the, the i talked about habit i talk about habits a lot in the back and uh, in the book and two of the fundamental keystone habits that i've acquired over the last 4 years since all all this thing started that have really changed Every, the way I look at everything and, and re, have rewired my brain is I exercise every day and I meditate every day. So first of all, the exor- exercise is better than any, if, you, if, you, if you're taking antidepressants, you can look up the research, exercise is better than any de- antidepressant for releasing the chemicals in your brain that make you happy. Ha- happiness is an internal function and it's mostly a chemical function of what's releasing in your brain. And exercise releases the happy chemicals. So if you're depressed, go run around the block. If you're sad, go run around the block. If things aren't going right in your life and you're having some failures in one area, these tiny wins that happen if you do something every day, if you do five push-ups every day, if you do run every day, these these little wins boost your self-confidence. Hey, look what I did. I've run Three days in a row, four days in a row, five days in a row. So look at me, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And that's another thing I tell people to do is to celebrate, celebrate your wins. When you have a tiny win, when you run around the block, when you when you did your, your push-up, celebrate, smile, because smiling, putting your hands in the air, waving them around like you just don't care, shaking your booty, shaking your moneymaker, those are all release all the happy chemicals. And you do that, you're happy. And your brain doesn't know the difference because... It's the same thing. You, we, we, we think happiness has to happen out here, so we're looking for it. But happiness is just this. You look at me, I'm happy. So, and then that's the positive th- side of it. Meditation helps coming from the other direction because we have all these thoughts going around in our head that we think we're not good enough. Or uh, you know, if you're going through you're going through through marital troubles, you, you get into an argument with your wife and and you have the argument with your wife, and then two days later, you're still thinking of the perfect comeback of what you're going to say about. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're you're trying to craft the perfect response to her to make her feel exactly how you feel, to, to work these things out. And this fight is going on in your head for days and days and days and days. And the fight was days ago. It's over. It's right. been over. Maybe, maybe she's over. Maybe she's not even thinking about it. It's all happening inside your head. Meditation is the ability to learn to recognize the thoughts that are going on in your head, to recognize them for exactly what they are, that that's the story you're telling yourself, that that's not necessarily the way things are. And I meditated and I learned that when the little voice in my head is start starts rambling off in a direction that I don't want him to go, I can tell him to shut the heck up. You know, yeah. just you, you can change. It's, it's, I, I was a top 40 disc jockey in college. And so the little guy in your head is just like a top 40 disc jockey. If he's playing the same old tune over and over and over again, you can reach out and you can change the station. You can make it play another tune or you can just say, stop it. And, and I've, I've done that before when I was having, uh, you know, th- things weren't going well in my marriage and, then, and I was having the fight in my head. I, every time I caught myself having the bad thought or having negative thoughts about the situation, I literally just said, stop it. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to think that and when, when, when you quit thinking that, it just goes away, the, the people compare the thoughts to uh, to bubbles in a champagne glass. You can't really control them, they're gonna pop up, they're gonna appear all the time, our brain is made for thinking big thoughts. So there's all kind of stuff going on in there, and people think meditation, and I thought this for a long time, people think meditation is, not, is learning not to think. Well, you can't not think, the thoughts are always gonna be there. Meditation is learning to recognize these thoughts, just like bubbles in a champagne glass, you can watch them form. Go. Well, that's an interesting thought, but you don't have to obsess over it. Mm. You don't have you don't have to uh, you don't have to follow it down every rabbit hole to see where that thought is going to take you. You can say, "Well, that's an interesting thought." I choose not to think that now. And once you quit paying attention to it, it'll just rise to the top of the glass and, and pop. But, you, know, you know
0: that that same token. I remember when I went through my period after my divorce and my dark times. Like, I remember. Dwelling on thoughts. And yeah. I mean, for hours at a time throughout Weeks. the day, you know, and I would yeah. just chew on it or I'd rehearse it, you know, yeah. a situation that I saw with my eyes and I'd rehearse it over and over, or I'd rehearse what I'd do if, right. you know, and I create all these fantasy situations. Yeah. And then I would chew on it like a dog on a bone. In yeah. fact, I think you said something like that in your book.
1: Yeah, we just we just gnaw on we just gnaw on things we obsess over them and we craft the you know if guy guy cuts us off on the interstate and we're still we're still that afternoon at work crafting the perfect response of what we're going to say when we if we ever saw that guy you know mm. you know oh I should have said this and and we keep having the argument over and over and over again in our head because that's what our brain does it it, it examines options it's it you know it look it looks it, it's going in every direction but we're. The other thing Daniel Gilbert talks about is we spend less than half our time fully present. That half of the time we're wandering around, we're functioning on autopilot. When we're driving to work, we, we, you know, we, we might miss our exit. We, don't tie, we know which way we tie our shoes because we're functioning on autopilot. And what's going on between our ear holes often doesn't have a lot to what's happening in front of our eyeballs. And we, we, we live in this fantasy world of our own creation. Mm-hmm. And the more you get your head out of your head and start living in the actual world, being fully present in the actual moment, you'll find that the actual moment is not as bad as all the storm clouds that are bubbling around in your head when, you're, uh, when you've are when you got all this going on.
0: Gosh, I love that you said that. I actually just said that in a show or an interview just recently, talking about we can't be present because we're looking at the future, of right. what could be or should be, and we have some expectation of some goal, and that's where we want to be, and then... Yeah, like what you're saying then i'll be happy right when the past and we look at either the shame or the blame of something in the past or the good old days Mm -hmm. you know and which which
1: weren't weren't as good as we remember them right right we
0: remember them wrong every time and just being present is kind of like oh my gosh look and you talk about this in the book of being grateful being thankful and that being the core of happiness and how uh, they're related. Can you explain a little bit of that? Well,
1: I think, I think it really is when, you know, we live these amazing lives. We all, we all live, we, we all like to complain about everything, but most of us live in a house probably twice the size of the house that we grew up in. We've, all of us have a device in our pocket that has the sum total of all human knowledge available to us at any given moment. I can push a button now and say, ask Google, and Google will tell me exactly, pretty much, Anything I need to know. How many miles is it here from here to Timbuktu? And Google will answer me. And we, these, are, these are Star Trek times. This, mm-hmm. you know, this is the stuff of fantasy. And these are our actual lives. But we're not grateful for that because we're irritated with the guy in the VNW who cut us off in the interstate. So I, 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 take, I take five minutes every night when my head hits the pillow. I think of three things. Not that we're good that day. Not that I'm grateful for that day, but I want to think of three things that were amazing that day. So every night, I think of three things that were just amazing. I get to work from home, you know, sitting here. I'm talking to you through a little box on my computer at my desk, and this is going out. You know, I don't know how many people are going to see it, but the the potential is for this to be distributed around the world. That is Mm. amazing. And when when you start rewiring your brain to notice the amazing things that are going on in your life, the amazing things that happen every day, you got less time to worry about, you know, whether some guy cuts you off on, on the interstate or not or whether your your dog smells funny or all the little stuff that we like to complain about. But if you're not looking for the amazing stuff, we're, we I think we're hardwired from you know from hundreds of thousands of years of uh, of, of, of evolution. We got to notice the negative stuff because you know, you know th- things are scary. But we you know we we don't we don't live in a world where tigers are chasing us. We don't have to be constantly on, on the lookout for tigers. And and you know the truth is, if a tiger is chasing it, there's you know, worry's not going to do much about good for that anyway. Worry's just worry's just a waste of present time. Worrying about the, the future that may or may not happen. So just live in the fully present moment and be grateful for the amazing things that you have. And the more you're you're grateful for those, it rewires your brain to notice those things and to quit dwelling on the past, the present, and the negative, the past, the future, and the negative.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to read this little uh, chapter out of your book here, or not chapter, rather, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, paragraph, The Miracle of Now right and you wrote in here you said all around us everything we see feel touch smell think or imagine exists as those tiny bubbles of light particles of energy popping into and out of existence trillions of time a second suspended in a constant state of indefinity neither here nor there neither now nor then a slurry of possibility Everything that ever was or will be, everything that ever could be or could have been all dancing together side by side until somehow, by force of some scientifically inexplicable cosmic magic trick, our being, our essence, our consciousness, lights upon this kaleidoscope of the gods and collapses infinity into this brief shining miracle we call now. Yeah. I'm glad
1: you picked that. that that's actually of all, of everything I've ever written. That's the favorite paragraph I've ever written. I, uh, I, it's I, brilliant. I, I, dig, I dig that paragraph.
0: <laughs> I, I've got it highlighted. I've got yeah. it circled. Tell us about that miracle of now. How did you come to that?
1: Well, and and uh, this is what we were talking about—the super science. I, uh, I, I've kind of got a uh, a layman's fascination with quantum physics. When I was in college, I, I ended up dropping dropping out of chemistry and changing majors because they were trying to explain quantum physics and how electrons were both here and there and existed in this cloud of infinity, And they didn't actually exist. They didn't actually pick their space until we observed them. And I, as a 20-year-old, I couldn't wrap my mind around that situation. And over the years, I've kind of learned and and. You know, quantum physics is now 100 years old and most people have no idea what it means, but it is exactly that. The universe doesn't exist until we observe it. Mm-hmm. Every uh, uh, there's there's particles popping into an existence all around us and they only choose to they only choose an exact location when they are observed, when we light our consciousness upon them. And Einstein said there is no difference between the past and the future, but merely a persistent illusion. The only thing that exists is now. Both the future and the present are figments of your imagination. The brain is a uh, is a is a is a situation simulator. It imagines things that might happen in the future. But what we don't understand is our our memory is also imagination. Imagination and memory are exactly the same thing because your memory is not like a movie that's, that's from there and replayed your, your, there's, there's snip synapses and, and there's little, you know, pieces that are in there, but your brain pieces those together every time you try to remember it. And every time you remember something, you change that memory because Mm -hmm. it's, it's an imagination. So the, the past is imaginary. The future is imaginary. This table is, is only exists because I'm looking at it. So, the world is completely made of possibilities. That's all that it is. There's only right now, there's only this moment, and everything is possible, depending on how you look at it. You know, you don't you don't we don't like to think about how we look at things changing things, but they do. The way you look at things, whether you look at things, it changes them, not just from a psychological level, from a quantum, fundamental, molecular level, you change the universe every time you look at it. And uh, the, one of the, and I don't even know who said this quote, but this quote, uh, I, I dwell on it. But you are the exact point at which the universe is becoming aware of itself. Hmm. So because you form the particles just just by looking at them, and when you start. I mean, and you, you talk about amazing. Try to wrap your mind around that. That's amazing stuff. And it, this, is, this isn't, you know, Harry Krishna, you know, stuff. that this, this is quantum physics. This is what they're studying at the CERN laboratory. This is what NASA studies. This is, this is hardcore science. You alter the universe.
0: <laughs> and for those of you that um, are listening and it seems like we're going pretty deep, um, just hang on. We're going to go a little bit deeper. And, you know, that law of observation – yeah. Um, you know, that's a growth component. The past, our memories, I have read that, you know, we don't remember things, how they actually happen. We remember them, how they made us feel. So yeah. we end up manipulating situations and remembering them in ways that make sense to our brain because the validation of how we feel, felt about ourselves in that moment. Yeah. And then when we go and communicate that to somebody, they're like, no, no, that's not exactly how it happened. That's not yeah. how I remember having. Exactly. You know, that's one point. And then the other point on the future side is, your uh, confirmation bias so you already have a platitude or a mindset of what you feel about yourself what you feel about the world what you feel about fill in the blanks you know faith uh, politics uh, education you know whatever and then you look for those things that validate your own bias and so you can't even see the world effectively or objectively
1: yeah. And, then, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a salesperson. I spend a lot of time in sales and marketing and uh, and there's a there's an idea in marketing and in sales that people don't make buying decisions. And so we'll, we'll extrapolate that people don't make any decision on a logical basis. They make almost all decisions on an emotional basis. Logic comes in to rationalize that decision, to make it make sense, to put it out in a way that explains it that that makes everyone happy that fits with what your brain all, all, all of your decisions are emotionally based and logically explained.
0: So one of the things that we can kind of bring it back around is happiness is based in gratitude. Yep. Fundamental else? idea. And what well,
1: else? I I I think happiness is based in gratitude. Happiness is based in action because if you're if you're dwelling on other things, then 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 you can't be happy. You're 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 lost in in, in your head, so gratitude, action, taking positive action, whether it, you know whether it's just a, a, a walk, a, a sales phone call, what whatever it is, taking action, being fully present in the moment, and and the, the last chapter of the book is recognizing that being better is you have you have all the, you have the right to be better. You have all the resources that you need to make your life better but you also have the responsibility to make your life better because the people around you are a reflection of you. Mm. You change the universe by who you are. The story you tell the world changes the world. So you have an obligation to tell a better story and telling a better story, helping those around you leads to happiness. I think that, you know, the love, I don't know what the question is, but I know love is the answer. If that's not a song, I'm going to write it right now. So, <laughs> you know, so, so being, ha- being, being grateful for what you have, being, being positive, taking action, being in the moment, and being helpful, kind, and loving. Mm. How, and, and getting a little sunshine too, and, and chocolate, and chocolate.
0: <laughs> chocolate um yeah you did say a lot about sunshine and naked yo- yoga oh, yeah. <laughs> um and you know one of the things too is you know the hardest part is the start and i've said that before is right is just getting started by changing your mindset i love what you said um i say this all the time is you're the product of the five people the closest people around you um yeah was that a zig ziglar quote or something like that jim Rohn. Or jim Rohn. jim Rohn. yeah yep And so that same concept is making a start to change your reality, change your thinking, change your uh, surroundings, and then change the way you see yourself. And I think ultimately that's where it comes down to what you're saying. When we take the responsibility upon ourselves that see that we have the opportunity to influence the world for good, we have to understand first that we're a person of value, that we have something to contribute. And we have the have the confidence in ourselves. So for someone who's listening right now and they're looking in the mirror and they're having that question, and this is where we started this whole thing, can you summarize for them and then your parting words?
1: Well, I think the, the, the problem is for people who are stuck in the darkness of despair and they've got all these miserable things going on in their life, you and I talking about this and telling them that they're a person of value and telling them that happiness is an internal function and telling them that they have this power they're missing the one key ingredient that makes all of that work is they don't have the belief that they have that power. So my advice is you don't try to convince yourself of all of these great things that we, we just said. Just get up and do something because there's an Amy Cuddy video, the, te- the TEDx talk, is that your mind changes your body, but your body changes your mind. Taking action, running around the block, Putting your hands in the air, smiling when you don't feel like smiling, these all change your mind. A- Amy Cuddy says there's, there's a pro- there's a, it's, this, this is called pride, this, this, where you stick your hands up in the air. Like the, the stick, rocky,
0: like at the, yeah, end, just da, 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 rocky at the, the top of the stairs. Throw it if, if
1: If you will just stand for two minutes, just like the guy on the cover of the book with your chest puffed out, with your arms on your shoulders, and she calls this the superwoman pose, that just standing there for two minutes, Will alter your brain chemistry. And so instead of trying to convince yourself of all the amazing things, act as if you already believed all these amazing things. Get up and take some action, even if you don't feel like taking some action. Run, meditate, throw your hands in the air, or just stand with your chest puffed out, being proud of who you are in this moment. And eventually you do that, you'll believe it.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Terry. If people want to get a hold of you, how can they go about doing that?
1: I'm all over the interwebs. You can find me at terrylancaster.com. That's my home base, and it's got links to the book on Amazon. The book, Better Self Help. For the rest of it, it's got links to all my social media. I'm very active on social media, and I like talking to people. the uh, The amazing thing that I've gotten all of this is I never expected the enormous satisfaction i receive when someone tells me and goes hey i started walking around the block or hey i've lost 7 pounds you know i get i get email i get an i got an email last week from a guy in india who had read the book and he he, he, he had sent me a copy of the book with things highlighted from the page he liked and the, what what how that was affecting his life so find me at terrylancaster.com hook up with me on social media tell me how i can help you and tell me how these ideas are helping you that makes my day
0: And there you go. Thank you so much, Terry. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Angus. I appreciate you having me, man. You bet. I really want to thank Terry for his time today. Man, he's a great guy with obviously a lot of great wisdom. I'm super thankful for him being with us today. So for you, you've listened to this show, and I want to encourage you with some actionable um actionable action to take well you know what I mean I want you to do something actionable and so this is kind of a challenge I have for you today Um, what is it that you are going to do starting today that helps you to be better what one thing can you add to your routine to move you or move the needle uh, forward Um, I want you to decide that, and then I want you to act on it. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a picture of yourself either in your superwoman pose uh, that uh, Terry talked about or uh, perhaps the Rocky Arms in the Air champion pose. Take a picture of that, then state what it is that you're going to do, the one little incremental act that you're going to add to your life and your routine. And then I want you to post that on social somewhere of your choice and tag me on your photo. Uh, You can do it on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. My username on almost all profiles is simply at Angus Nelson. And I want to see your image of moving forward. And then simply throw a hashtag on it, uh, U-I-Y-B, up in your business. And that way other people can follow along on that same hashtag. Again, if you have any... um, Other photos that you want to put or quotes or anything, feel free to use that hashtag. Again, hashtag U-I-Y-B, up in your business. And that way we can all follow along together. So with that, if you are interested in um, some of the links that Terry mentioned um, or his book, I know he mentioned one book. He also mentioned a video from TED Talk. I put that all into the show notes. You can find those uh, at the episode um, 038. And all you have to do is put in your uh, URL, angusnelson.com forward slash 038. And I've uh, converted all of my past uh, interviews to that same uh, nomenclature. So you can get to them easier if you just want to put in those numbers at the end of the link. So I uh, also like to encourage you, if you would like to join our private Facebook group, simply type up in your business uh, private group into your Facebook search bar, and I'll make sure you get in. You just have to request uh, entry, and I'll make sure you get to be a part of that. Do you struggle meeting new people, attending events, and networking? I've created an ebook to give you confidence, helping you to connect with credibility and effectiveness. If you want a free copy of that ebook, you can simply go to angusnelson.com forward slash networking. Thank you all for listening. I know you have lots of options for spending your precious time. I'm honored that you would spend it with this community. I'm your host, Angus Nelson. Go ahead and tell your friends because the greatest compliment that you can give is a referral to someone else, either by giving in person or shared on the internet webs. Tell people shouted from the house tops about this show. Another option for you. I'd really appreciate it if you placed a review in iTunes. Please go ahead and do that now if you haven't done so already. Keep taking your business up by getting up in your business. Live intentionally, love extravagantly, and lead with self-awareness. Be amazing. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to the Up In Your Business podcast with Angus Nelson. Find more at upinyourbusiness.com. Remember, that's .co, com.